the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. A Dear Media original podcast. What's up, you guys? We're back. That we are. Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven is back for season two. And honestly, guys, I think we got something even more unpredictable than season one. We've got the new cast members, we've got the old cast members, and we've got some opportunists. Oh, God. But don't worry, you guys. We're going to break it all down, and we're going to do it with some major guests this season. Yeah, so tune in every Tuesday for season two of Back to the Beach. A Dear Media original. Hey, bestie. It's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Hello, hello. Happy Friday, y'all. We have made it. Okay, and honestly, I didn't think that I could because I've been PMSing all week. My period just started. Yeah, we're starting it off with TMI. It has been rough. It has been rough. But you know what? I've been talking to all my friends and everybody is saying the same thing. It's been rough for everybody. So that's why I'm excited to talk about growing pains today because I feel like we're all going through it right now. And while we're trying to work through all of these things and while we're transitioning through life, It's about how we nurture ourselves, how we take care of ourselves. You know, Valentine's Day is coming up and I feel like, you know, it's so common that we talk about gifts to give to other people, but like, what can we give ourselves this Valentine's Day and every day to nurture ourselves? And today, speaking of nurture, (laughs) today we have not just a singer songwriter and not just any songwriter. We have Sabrina Claudio, Grammy award winning songwriter on the podcast today. Yes. You know her, you love her. Her music is incredible, but she didn't just win any Grammy for songwriting. She won a Grammy for Beyonce's Plastic Off the Sofa from Renaissance. Yeah. I I don't have to say anything else. The girls, I get to get it. That's one of my favorite songs from Renaissance. Sabrina wrote that shit. Yeah. And today we're going to be talking to her because she has a new single called Nurture coming out. She has a new project entirely. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how she got to where she is now and the growing pains that she had to endure to be able to get to where she is. 
and how we can all nurture ourselves this season and every season because tis the season of self-love all the time, right? Okay, let's get right to it, y'all. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. It's your girl, Cammie Crawford. And today we have an angel in the studio. Oh my God, you are so extra. (laughs) The voice of an angel, singer, songwriter, bad bitch. Oh, sensual songstress sabrina claudio is me welcome to my the show. first podcast ever i, I just want to say cannot believe this is your first wh- podcast why because you do interviews well yeah but this is more fun this is i feel like and and you know me i know yes. you yes. we go back so it's like i feel like the questions what we're about to talk about is real yes like interviews are cool but you they ask the same thing over and over mm-hmm. and over so I like what this. was your inspiration? Uh, na, 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 what can we expect on the I feel I already know the information. Exactly. First of all, I know you're a Virgo. Absolutely. And you're Scorpio. <laughs> Absolutely. And we go hand in hand. Hand in hand. Okay. So do you know your big three? Virgo, obviously. Uh-huh. My moon, Sag. Oh. My rising, Capricorn. Wow. What about you? Wow. Does that make sense? That's a, that's a, that's a, there's a lot. It's a heavy, heavy rotation. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> is that good or bad? I don't know. It's a lot. Is it? Well, I, it's I just like lot. you being a Virgo and a rising Capricorn. Just those two alone is like you get shit fucking done Period. to the fullest. Her. And when you have something like this is what I'm doing. This is what you're doing. It's done. It's already done before I'm doing it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. up and it's stuck. Yeah. I'm a Scorpio sun, mm-hmm. rising Virgo. So that's why oh, I, hello. we're here. And then a Libra moon. So okay, I'm like, there, there's like a part, that's the part that keeps me like. But you're like fun and cute mm-hmm. and like. Delusional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All yeah, of those yeah. things. Perfect. Those Love things. that. And I also know you're from Miami. I am very much from Miami. You've been in LA for. Girl, since 2015. What is the math? Eight years. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm five. a local. Carry the one. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> I'm a local LA girl. Yes. Valley girl. Yes. So. You don't see yourself moving back to Miami. No. Sorry. No. No. Oh. Well, no. 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 Period. But they show you love. They do. No. Because the last claim... show that I went to of yours was in Fort Lauderdale. What? I know. That was so long ago. Why were you there? Did I see you? Yes. I don't remember this. Girl, yes. In Fort Lauderdale. Yes. Okay, I don't remember this. But this was, I don't even, was Truth Is out yet? In 2019? Yes. Yes. That was the year. That was it. I was there, girl. In Fort Lauderdale. And yes, I was there. Well, <laughs> I'm sure it was a great time. It was a great time. Okay, Everyone good. in the crowd was no, singing no, no. your I songs. I claim my hometown. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I'm very much a Miami girl. Yeah. Girl. Yes. You know? But in terms of like what I do mm-hmm. is not for me. Yeah. yeah. And I love LA. I love LA because I'm in like the boring part. Mm. The valley. I love don't the valley. Don't talking to me now. I love it. <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Hold up. I'm going to go. Hold up. Wait. The valley is so big. I know, it could but be you know, anywhere. they can narrow it down. It's rolling hills, lots of security, police. Super, super secured <laughs> yes. at all times. And I also have my family come out here. So it's mm-hmm. like, we're very much, this is it. This yes. is our life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. I get it. I'm, I yeah. rep Maryland through and through, but your but girl you know, is loving it in Los Angeles. I don't see myself. And I've traveled a bit. Yeah. And I, I never go to some place and be like, okay, I can see myself living here instead yes. of LA. Mm-hmm. No. no, I get but, that. I get that. Yeah. Well, obviously, 
we know each other. Good we girlfriends do. from around the way. You listen to the podcast. I do. Which makes me so happy. Of course I do. And the fact that I'm your first podcast makes me feel really honored. You might be my only one. <laughs> first in the last. Let's see how this goes. Yes, this is the, this is the <laughs> teaser. Okay. But I'm obviously a fan. I've been listening oh. to you since your first album. That's a, that's a, it's ride or die. Girl, fire. Just Thank like your you. voice, just everything that you talk about. And I know that you've said, because I've seen interviews of you in the past, mm-hmm. not just before this recording, but because I'm fucking nosy. And whenever I fall <laughs> in love with somebody, I have uh-huh. to know everything about their life. Oh, Lord. So I don't I really know, say much. Well, you've said enough. Okay. Which is like, I think I saw an interview that your parents did about like growing up and listening to you sing and being like, they were like, where is she getting this shit from? Like, how does she have yeah. all of these like deep emotional? Well, they say that, but they're the ones that were playing all this like super mature, inappropriate, sexy <laughs> R&B like. And they're like, oh, I have no idea where she get. Yes. Girl, goodbye. Yes. So. But you said a million times that you don't tend to write from experience. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. I find that ever since I was younger, which is ironic because Ever since I was younger, I've always written as like a storyteller. Mm -hmm. When I started writing, I was maybe like 15, 16. Girl, I was never in love. Even if I was, no, I wasn't. (laughs) If you dated me, no, you didn't. Exactly. (laughs) I didn't know what I was talking about. And it's funny because when I would be in the studio and I'd be writing my songs with whoever was in the room, they'd be like, Pretty much like talking down about what I'm writing about because they're like, nobody's going to believe this 15 year old girl talking about Mm. this and that. So actually, because I was like very insecure as a teenager, by the way, Mm. I kind of let that take over my confidence as a songwriter. And so for years, I was not writing my own stuff. This was before I moved to L.A., all that. Yeah. Then when I moved to L.A., I like started from scratch, like didn't know anybody had to come up with all my new like contacts and stuff like that and people to work with and I was just like you know what I'm gonna do what I want to do yes like I have no like there's nothing to lose and actually I needed to gain a lot because like I said my family came out here the pressure was on Mm. so then I just started like believing in what I was saying whether I experienced it or not and that's kind of how I built my sound Mm -hmm. until this day I I find it more like exciting to write about other people's stories or things that I've heard or a movie that I saw, they, they quoted something like really interesting. I'll write a song about that. Mm. Very rarely I'll, which I don't know how people feel about it, but very rarely I'll like write from something that I went through. But if I'm like dating somebody or somebody did something to me, I'm not about to give you a song. Really? Because I feel like that's the first thing I would do. No. I'm writing a song I'm about your ass and nope. everybody's going to know about it. Hell No. <laughs> I'd be like, you cheated on me with my best friend. And everybody knows it. And fuck you, bitch. Let's stick to the you podcast. That would be my song. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I'm too petty and I'm not about to do all of that. You're not going to yeah. listen to the song and be like, oh, she wrote a song about me because she was mm, hurt. And then play it for your next bitch. Right. Yeah, no. You're right. You're right. I'm just petty. You're right. I'm just it's petty. the Scorpio on me. I'm like, I'm going to make a whole diss track album. About well, you. there's that side of petty, and then there's petty. Like I'm not about to give you anything. Yeah, you know? true. Both work. Yeah, both Just are great. The same. Both are great. But I'm trying to think of like, is there a song that you can remember that you've written so far, if it's out or if it's not out, that is like so deeply personal to you? I will say that the song that pretty much started my career, and I actually wrote from personal experience, was when I moved out to LA. 
I wrote confidently, confidently lost. lost. I knew it. But yeah, I'm a fan and girl, <laughs> like that is the one that seriously is ex- it, it describes exactly what where I was at mm-hmm. like in my life in that moment. It was yeah. probably like one of the first ones I wrote when I moved out to LA, and mm-hmm. like that that song actually like molded my entire sound pretty yeah. much. Like I used that as like this is the blueprint of who I'm gonna be as an artist. If that yes. makes sense. But yeah. That song came out 2017. Well, yeah. On all pla- I came out in on SoundCloud in 2016. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, but everybody heard it in 2017. When that song came out, I was going through my quarter century life crisis. Oh. <laughs> okay. And it was horrible. It was oh. horrible. I was going through it. Really? I was going through it. I almost quit TV. I was like, what the fuck no. am I doing? I'm never going to be on TV. What were you doing on TV then? Nothing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing compared to what I'm doing now, right. at least. Like right, I was right. making little moves, but I've been I've been working as a TV host or trying to break into the industry since I was 19. Okay. So by 25, it still hadn't happened. I'm oh. like, I'm supposed to be Oprah yeah, yeah, yeah. by oh. now. I've worked long enough. Right. I'm quitting. And I remember when that song came out, and I had kind of been in the process of making the decision to move to LA from New York, oh. and like getting my life and. I just loved it so much because I was like, okay, like, yes, I am lost, but I am confident. <laughs> confident in the loss. <laughs> I'm confident in my loss. Seriously. In what I'm trying to find. Yes. Because I know what I want. Exactly. And that's what I think the song is all that's about. That's 100% what it's about. Yeah. Because when I wrote that song, I had no idea what I was doing. But I will say that prior to moving out to LA, I went through a few years of just like torture. Pretty much, like it's I've a heard long, you say that, but what was it's happening? It's such a long story. Like it almost feels like a different lifetime for me. Okay, long story short, I was signed under a production deal with somebody, mm-hmm. and this person was like really popping at the time because he had a very specific artist who is a queen currently, but mm-hmm. he kind of helped her through the beginning stages. It doesn't matter. The point is mm-hmm. that was the spiel. Yeah. The selling point. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I signed to this person and he had like multiple producers and writers signed under him that pretty much did all of the work for him and he just took the credit. Mm. And I started finding that out like while I was signed to them. And anyways, I would fly from Miami to L.A. all the time for months. And I was like really in a weird space because I was growing as a teenager. Like, I was coming into my womanhood, I guess. I I was very insecure. On top of that, I was trying to figure out... I didn't even want to do music, by the way. Like, this is not a passion that I had from, like, when I was a little girl. The passion started maybe 14, 15 years old. Wow. Yeah, so I was like, is this something I want to do? Like, I'm working and I'm making music that's actually trash because, you know, I'm just kind of doing what everybody's telling me to do. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he did some some sneaky stuff mm. to all of his producers and writers. And then from one day to the next, they flew me back home from L.A. to Miami. And I didn't hear from anyone for eight months straight. And I was contractually obligated to these people. And I was trying to figure out, like, what's going on? Like, and of course, they, I'm not going to I don't have any music to release because they're not going to allow me. Mm. Girl, it's such a deep, long story. It doesn't even sound like that deep when I'm talking about it. But no, like it this is. was like eight months of me trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Mm. Only to find out eight months later, like he scammed everybody, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. So during those eight months, I went through like a serious depression. 
because I was I was confused. I also mm. I also started doing homeschooling early, like my last my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I finished school early. So I wasn't going to school. I wasn't working. I was home dying of boredom, like figuring out my life. Eight oh months of depression. God. That's when my parents were like, oh, we need to get you out to mm. L.A. And I was like, mm-hmm. but I'm not going by myself. So no. Yeah. They're like, OK, so we'll just go with you. And that was it. I don't remember your question, but that's just, like, <laughs> how we got here. <laughs> I wanted to know what the tea was. Oh, that's well. What was it's happening? Kind of it's a like, lot. That's a lot. No, that's a much. lot. That's it's, a lot. But it's even more than that. But yeah, it was like a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you guys, but when I need a new doctor, I like to go to a reliable source. Okay, I'm not trying to just pull up at a place that says doctor on the outside of it and just like waltz myself in. Like that's not. That's not what we're doing. Okay. I need recommended, trusted sources. So recently I was looking for a primary care physician and I was like, where should I go to find somebody? And then I knew immediately where I should go. I just clicked on my ZocDoc app. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and available when you need them. And they treat almost every condition under the sun. So if you need a primary care physician, an OBGYN, a neurologist, whatever it could be, ZocDoc has your back. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you haven't even met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book doctors in their neighborhood who are patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right, myself included. You know I've talked about it a million times. Book an appointment with just a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Choose from thousands of patient-reviewed doctors and specialists, browse doctor profiles, upload and verify your insurance information, and get the care that you need. Go to ZocDoc.com slash and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash ZocDoc.com slash you guys, I have a confession to make. I Well, really, I can't even make the confession. I'm ashamed to admit how much money I've spent on food delivery apps in the past year. It's wild. But this year, 2023, new year, new me, I am changing my life around. And if you want to save money on food this year, just like me, every plate is America's best value meal kit and the ultimate hack to do just that. Meals are 25% cheaper than grocery shopping, so you can count on great value week after week. Plus, only pay for what you need with pre-portioned ingredients. Put the money that you save on groceries towards achieving and maintaining new fun resolutions. And save money on that food delivery, okay? It's just not worth it. Every plate recipes include only the highest quality ingredients, including sustainably sourced seafood, so that you know that your meals will be fresh and flavorful. Choose every plate over takeout to save money while still enjoying quick, satisfying meals. Their meals are 58% cheaper than your average fast casual meal. You'll get more bang for your bite with America's Best Value Meal Kit. And every plate provides plenty of delicious varieties so that your taste buds never get bored. With 25 tasty and affordable recipes to choose from each week, it's easy to find something for everyone. Plus, find delicious options all day long with up to 22 sides, snacks, desserts, and more. I just got a new box of every plate just last week, and when I tell you, the ingredients are super, super fresh. Like, I couldn't have picked better options from the grocery store myself if I tried. These were bomb. Get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code CAMI149. That's up to $110 value, y'all. Okay, you know we love to save a coin. All right, let's get back to the show. 
I've seen you on stage. Okay. Yeah. I have seen the movements. I know. I've seen the looks. I've seen the outfits. I've I know. heard the songs. I've seen the what were you what were your insecurities other than being a teenage girl and well, we know how that goes? Well, yeah, it's funny because I was, well, first of all, I was a teenager, so this is acceptable. I was very much a prude. Mm. I was, like, not into my sexuality at all. Like, I was a very introverted. I never spoke my mind. I spent a lot of time by myself, like, in my room all the time. I, I had friends, but not really. And, like, people betrayed me a lot. So that kind of made me not want to even try to build more relationships mm. it was a lot but it was a lot of like my personality I was just like very insecure there was not who not even clo- like what we're doing right now mm. like even before I moved to LA like eight years ago I rather die than oh. do something <laughs> like this no I'm I'm not kidding I swear no. it was so bad I had such horrible like I didn't have any social skills I couldn't mm. sit and have a conversation with anybody. And then, I don't know, girl, when I moved to L.A., I swear to God, it's just like a brand new life. Like, I just turned a new leaf and I never looked back. And yeah. then, you know, with my music and stuff like that, I've just become more confident. I'm like super confident now, but like over the eight years, just like my confidence and like who I am as a woman, I've just become this person that I would have never expected to yeah. become like as a teenager ever. It's the growth for me. It is the growth. But I get it and I can relate because when I was a teenager, you could have never told me that I was going to be, let alone fucking Sports Illustrated. What? Come in on, a bikini Sports on, Illustrated. In a magazine for Look everyone to see. Miss Teen USA, what? I was so insecure. I was crying every day. My hair was falling out by the time I was like 11. Girl, <laughs> me <laughs> like too. You never been able to tell I'm me. I'm telling you. That I would have this. But I think that that is so powerful for teenagers to understand. I don't know how many teenagers listen to this here podcast. No, if you do, but it's true. I hope you have parental um, consent. <laughs> but like when you're that age, everything is so important. Everything is the Absolutely. end of the world. Everything I, no, no, no. is like, I can't even imagine being being the teenager I was in this day and age. Oh, no, 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 I, no. With social media? No. Huh? <laughs> like we had social no. media, but it wasn't like no. Nothing. It was nothing near no. what it is today. Not even close. Because how old no. are you? I'm 26. Girl. Stop. Mm. I'm telling you. Twitter was just like starting. <laughs> I was 26 also once. Four years ago. Oh my um, God. I feel so ancient You're now. So but back when extra. like Facebook came out, like first of all, I was on Facebook underage. So don't think I was on Uh-oh. it when it first came out because I was not. I was underage. Mm-hmm. But because at the time it was like only for college kids, but I was like 13. Trying, yeah, I know. Different, different time, Mm-mm. different time. Then they opened it up to high school. But I was like huh. in middle school when I first tried to create a Facebook. I was in like the eighth grade. OK, but like you could post whatever you wanted and nobody Anything. cared. No. Remember on Instagram when you could just post like a picture Anything. of like this water bottle? Yeah. And nobody gave a shit. Nope. Like four likes. Who cares? Nobody who cares. Cares. Now when you post a photo, like do you think about what you post before you post it? I do. But because, (laughs) because I just feel like, first of all, I have an issue with social media and like posting in general. Mm. I think I'm getting better, actually. Like Mm -hmm. ever since like I've become this new person, I've become better. Like I've started to care a lot less than I used to. Mm -hmm. I'm still working on it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, it was just like, I don't want people to know what I'm doing. Like I don't always look good. Like that's just what it is. Mm. And I'm not about to sit here and post about me looking... Like a bum or like ugly? Yeah. 
Yes. Why am I going to do that? Exactly. So it, it's the highlight reel. Exactly. But yeah. I'm I'm starting to do that. I'm mm-hmm. starting to like you know let people in a little bit. I I also have like just like trust issues and mm. privacy issues. Like I don't I really don't want people in my life like that. Yeah. But with what I do and you know just like how society is now like that's just what it is and we kind of have to let people in a little bit but kind of protect us it's hard it's so hard it's hard especially when people know you for something like when people follow you and they're fans of you when you do finally do something where you're like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna post this Mm -hmm. picture of me fresh from hot yoga Uh drinking my smoothie Mm -hmm. and then you get that one it's message from one. someone being like but are you, you read- sick wait I, I know you read your stuff because you yes. respond oh yes i do okay see that's what i wish i i had the capability of doing don't do I, it i know don't that's why it. i tell myself i'm like girl don't do it i want to trust me mm-hmm. i really do but i only read mm-hmm. my dms i don't read anything else yeah i see everything just naturally i think people think that when you have a lot of followers you don't see shit right i see everything bitch right <laughs> I'm looking. So, yeah, I'm looking. But only in my DMs. I'm looking. But you'll get like hundreds of lovely comments. I know. It's the one. And then it's always the one motherfucker. It's always that one. Who could never do what you do, by ever. the way. Even in, on their, in their wildest dreams. Ever, ever, They could ever. never do it. Yeah. But because of that, it makes them want to say something to you about. Absolutely. Well, you're, you're going to get your nails done. I've had that done before. Where they're like, you need a fill. Bitch, I hate when I yeah. Let me tell you something. But you respond. Wait, <laughs> and do. your responses kill me. I do. I admire that. I admire that about you. Thank you. People I say really that. Do. No, no. I and really it really do. it takes nothing out of me, which is the problem. Oh. And because I'm a Scorpio, the responses are quick. I know and they are you are very fast nasty. and very clever. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I kind of just like. <laughs> if Fuck I you. were, if yeah, literally, that's all I got. <laughs> You're ugly. No. Yes. You oh yeah, I, mean? I love to call people ugly. No, but see, I call it in my head. I say it. I know. I. Yeah. I'm, I'm They're ugly. It. Their mom is ugly. They could be the most beautiful person I've ever seen. But, but you're ugly because your personality is ugly. Yeah. And what's uglier than that? Nothing. Exactly. Anyways, moving on. I don't know how we even got all this. I have subject. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important. People need to know. Yeah, ugly. People need to know. Okay, so uh, this episode. I mean, it just so happened to become that throughout the conversation but it's about growth okay it's about nurturing yourself because Mm. you have a new single coming out i do and a new project i do tell us about it well girl this project is a little funsies little thing because i'm newly independent as an artist (gasps) her her coins she's getting to the bag directly Straight to consumer. Let's go. So (laughs) these songs are songs that I have had and did not release with my last album that I released, Mm. which is my Based on a Feeling album. These songs were created in that same time. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let me release something and let me own my music for once. Mm. Period. So yeah, that's that's what it is. Yes. So it's just like for fun, for the fans, and yeah, for the next chapter in my life mm-hmm. as an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. I love that. I love when you can look back on music that you've already made. I'm a big music fan. I don't know if you know this. I know. I, I know. love music, mm-hmm. and I I love how I'm acting like I know things about the behind the scenes of music. But like <laughs> being able to look back on songs that you've made in the past and still be like, this is still relevant. This still means a lot to me mm-hmm. because I. For, for whatever reason, I have been in the music world mm-hmm, mm-hmm, associated mm-hmm. with and mm-hmm. against many people. Ah. But 
Because I've dated people who are in the music industry. Indeed, I know. I know what it's like for these artists because every time I talk to artists, they're like, this song I I really, really love, but I couldn't put it on the album. And like, that has to be heartbreaking. It's horrible. Yeah. Like when you really fuck with a song and you can't put it, why does that even happen? Well, here's the thing. In my case, I can't speak for everybody. In my case, I've always acted and move. My decisions were made as if I were independent mm. all this time. Mm-hmm. Creative control. I have 100% of it. The only things that I never had control of were release dates. And sometimes I would be put in positions of like, I'd be given ultimatums. Mm. Like I would have a song that I wrote or like did, but I don't really like it that much. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, well, we believe in this one. Of course. Yeah. That's the one you believe in. We believe in this one. You need to put it on your album and it needs to be the single or we're just not going to put the album out. Things like that. I'm like, mm. oh, okay. Love this for me. So that's the only thing I never had control over. Yeah. But because I took so much control of my creative process, they would let me do it mm-hmm. for the most part, but they wouldn't support it mm. when the music was released. Which is what's the most important exactly. thing. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you need. It would help. Other than like putting it on your own socials. Yeah, they're like, yeah, do whatever you want. I'm like, wow, you guys really Mm. believe in me. Then it comes out, crickets. Yeah, yeah. Crickets. And that happens to so many people. Oh my God, so many people. It's really sad that like, I feel like in the music industry, and then I guess, well, so in the entertainment industry, if you're an actor or whatever, you have SAG. They protect you. Mm -hmm. Like you have these unions, whatever. In sports, you have like agents and people around you who protect you. You have like the association who protects you. But for musicians, like that doesn't exist. There's no like real right. There's no like real protection for singers, for songwriters to like make sure nobody steals your shit or like whatever it may be. And it's fucked up. It's horrible. No. And as a songwriter, I'm not solely a songwriter, obviously, but my songwriter peers. We're struggling out here. Like, we Mm. barely even make money on our art anymore. You know what I mean? Like, so it's really unfortunate. And so now that I'm I'm independent, thank God, literally by the grace of God, I have no idea how that happened. Mm. It just did. Mm -hmm. I'm not questioning it. Now I can actually make money off of the art that I create. I've always been creating my art, but I've never owned it, which is Mm. insane to say. But a lot of us artists are in that position and mm. that's why labels are so they're so focused on the people who are coming up that already have it they already have the hit they already trending they're already viral yeah they don't have to do anything they're just going to earn off of it right and a lot of the people that a lot of these artists or people that come off of tiktok for example or something like that they sign to these major labels and get everything they want but they don't understand like the long term mm, like effects. detriment you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. it's it's gonna be horrible. They're just once you're done, your little moment is done. It's bound to happen to everybody, by the mm. way, because it's just we're oversaturating the music industry at this point. So once that is done for you, you're gonna be treated the same way as as we all are. Unfortunately, mm. it's terrible. No, this this music industry is trash. I hate that. <laughs> it's it's scary, terrible. Don't stop. <laughs> it's horrible. But I mean, it's, I'm so it's, happy it's, though. Sadly, it's the experience for so many different people, yeah, and there are really so many bad. like major cases of this happening mm-hmm. you look at to the biggest TLC, artists by the way you look at some of the yes. biggest artists some of the biggest songwriters doesn't matter the level it's crazy it's happening to everybody we, we gotta make a change 
I'm we gotta make a change. I'm, I'm starting here. a union. I'm, so, I'm 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 trying to do something. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yes. No. I'm starting. I'm starting a union. But I feel like one of the best ways to be able to support the artists that you love is obviously buying the music and streaming. Yes. That's what I wish people understood that more. Yeah. Yeah. Because and I don't blame consumers. Don't get me wrong. Because like I said, it's too much to take in at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. It seems like everybody's kind of doing something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In terms of just like the access that we have to release music, although is a blessing, it's also detrimental for people who are actually taking this seriously, mm. that actually see this as like their lifeline and this is their passion and this is what they feel their purpose is in life. Yeah. Which I consider myself to be one of those people. I feel like w- it's harder for us to stay as authentic as possible while also trying to have to compete pretty much with everybody else is just like throwing something out there and it just sticks. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that seems to be happening a lot more yeah. now because of social media and stuff like that. So yeah. it's hard. Like the more, I feel like the more authentic you are with your art and not trying to follow trends or c- trying to like keep up with everybody, it's hard out here yeah. for us yeah. a little bit. All right, besties and Galentines, Valentine's Day is around the corner and Care Of wants you to show yourself some love this month by allowing yourself to feel more balanced, confident, and energetic by letting them do the heavy lifting for a sustainable vitamin routine. Care Of is a subscription service that ships high quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. Now, I love Care Of because they come in these cute little packages that have your name on it and you know how I feel about branding. Okay, you know how I feel about something that is personalized and just for me. It's the best. It's super fun and super cute and honestly, so easy. All you have to do is take a short in-depth quiz about your lifestyle and health goals for a personalized doctor-backed recommendation, taking the guesswork out of what supplements are best suited for you. Care-of's free app allows you to track your progress and how you feel so that you can earn rewards like discounts and merch when you're consistent with taking your vitamins daily. And like I said, each shipment comes with a customized pamphlet showing you exactly what's in your individual daily packs and why it was recommended specifically for you and your health goals. It's super fun and super cute and honestly, so easy. For 50% off of your first Care-of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code CAMI50. That's 50% off of your first care of order by going to TakeCareOf.com and entering code CAMI50. That's 50% off of your first care of order by going to TakeCareOf.com and entering code CAMI50. All right, besties, let's get back to the podcast. So what do you do to keep yourself inspired to be able to, like, be unfazed by the bullshit and just stay the course. Like what well, What are some things that you do to nurture yourself? Being unfazed is inevitable. Mm. I am at some point, something's going to bother me and it's going to kind of take me off my course mm-hmm. for a second, even if it's for like a day. But that's going to happen. Yeah. So I think the most important thing for me is, first of all, believing in what you do is key. And that might sound cliche and that might sound like simple and I know it's not, but it's the most important thing because for me, I am my biggest fan when it comes to my music. Mm. I know my music is good. I know my songwriting is bomb. I know who I am as a person, as a woman, as an artist. And that has gotten me through a lot of my doubt. Also, what has gotten me through is having a really amazing team of people and circle of people not just people that work with me 
my family. I have a huge support system where there have been times where they have believed in me more than I believed in myself. So I think especially, you know, with people living in L.A., people move out here to pursue the music thing. It's really detrimental to people's mental health. And yeah. I recognize that. And I think the only reason why I've survived this long in the industry is because I have that circle of people that have continuously pushed me through every hardship that has come along. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, just believing in yourself seriously is number one. Believing in what you do and not comparing again. That's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You could be the most confident person. You're still going to see something and be like, oh, well, why am I not getting that? Or why is that happening for this person and not for me? That's going to happen. It mm -hmm. happens to me all the time. But because I'm so like, I just know who I am. I know my music. I know what I have to offer. I've just kind of surpassed those thoughts. somehow. Yeah. That yeah. and also having a group of people or even one person that is your biggest fan and biggest supporter and pushes you through all of those hardships is very key as well. Yeah, because we've seen it. We've seen what can happen when you come out here and you have these big dreams and people take advantage and you get Which beat down. Which that happens and... to everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. But yeah, I mean, like LA especially, I can't really speak for any other place, but LA has this like stigma of people kind of stepping on each other to mm -hmm. get to the top. And I'm not that type of person. I never have been. And so I take things very personally, actually. Mm. Like, I expect people to kind of see me as, like, their sister. Mm -hmm. Like, they're someone that they care for, you know? Yeah. And that's very hard to come by. So, you it's know. So yeah. Like, you come out here and you don't really know what to expect. And you're by yourself. And these people are promising you the world. And then they take it away from you within seconds. Mm -hmm. That can literally drive anybody crazy. Yeah. That has honestly been one of the things that I really had to learn because I when I put my trust in someone like I put my full trust me in them too and it's hard for me to trust somebody yeah, I will exactly just say that. exactly yes. so like when I when I feel like you're supposed to have my back and you don't I take that shit very fucking personally absolutely <laughs> very personally absolutely. even though but then I'll have people around me like my manager who's one of my closest friends she'll be like bitch that's the, like that's the business I know and I'm like but fuck this business literally and like why people. does it have to be that <laughs> why does it have to be that why, why can't you not can't just like blow smoke about up my ass yeah and actually care about me you know, I don't know like why you say that's you do so in the hard. meeting in the selling meeting that's what i'm <laughs> saying like ew i can't even believe what anybody says anymore yeah like, that's where it's gotten me yeah i think most of my trust issues even when it like bleeds into my personal life stem from this industry mm -hmm. like it's just so mm -hmm. much that i've gone through so many broken promises so many people like telling you things you want to hear and then it just yeah. is not that ever again right and yeah it just like has ruined my capability of being able to trust somebody even a friend or someone i'm trying to be in a relationship with like it's almost impossible mm. so yeah it's toxic this yeah. place is toxic no, it's toxic girl As hell. But what do you so in addition to believing in your art believing in your craft what do you do like is there something that you do a, a workout class that you take a red wine that you like <sighs> like what what do you feed yourself on a weekly basis that is something that you have to like actively do that you know is going to make you feel better. Well, I do work out, but I work out because I love to eat. Yes. So <laughs> I will work out so that I can yes. go eat. And the eating part. So What's your I favorite love food? Anything of the Asian cuisine. Love that. 
Do you make it yourself? Absolutely not. (laughs) No, no, no. I don't cook, but I'll go to a restaurant and like eat. Like I didn't say that I. No, no, no. I'll go ingest the food. Yes. Yes. So I love to do that. I also love spending. I keep talking about them, which is kind of dumb, but. I love to be with my family. Like, yeah. we are very, very close. We, My mom is like my soulmate. Like, we do everything together. So they really feel my soul, too. What else? I like to read. Really? I know. I really want to be a book reader. Like, I want to be a bookworm. But I fall asleep. Okay, it does put page. me to sleep. Which it, but that means you're relaxed, <laughs> right. girl. I'm really feeling you're the like, words yeah, in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like to do that. <laughs> What else do I like to do? I'm a boring girl, I gotta say. No, well, no. Trust You're just me. a Virgo and you like what you like and you and do that's what it. you do. Yeah. And that's enough. Well, we asked our besties what are some things that they do to nurture themselves. Okay. And we got a bunch of responses. Somebody said yoga. Someone said pole dancing. It helps me tap into my girly self after spending all day dealing with crazy patients. I want to pole dance so badly. I don't think I can. You know what? That's, that is what holds me back. Also, yes. being in a class with other people and me not doing well and like right. a 75-year-old woman next to me like getting like, that shit, I'll be vibe. like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to, though. I yes. think it's so sexy. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm not flexible in the slightest. I feel like if you could pole dance, you would pole dance on stage while singing at the same I time. I absolutely would. I mean, I that is the only thing missing, yes. honestly. We need to make pole. this happen for fans. Okay, I'm down. Someone said meditation. Someone said wine. Yes, period. Mm-hmm. I love a wine. Me too. Playing guitar and letting myself be taken over by my music. Mm. Bath, silence, and a date with my mind. Ooh, oh, date with my mind. I love that, but a date with my mind sounds like a bad date. I know. That's why I can't <laughs> stay home because I need to go out. I need to not be home with yes. myself. Sometimes I don't want to be in there. No. Someone said Zoloft, period. What is that? It's... <laughs> It's Why does that sound like a pill? Zoloft oh, okay. is like an anxiety medication. Oh, right. It's uh-huh. an anti-anxiety medication. Anti-anxiety. Thank you, Christiana. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, always here with that recommendation. Yes. Okay, well, whatever <laughs> yes. works for you. Yes. Whatever works. If it works, it works. Someone said a good cry and a good laugh. I love to cry, girl. Do you in public? Well, I really. It doesn't matter. I guess. Wherever I'm a it takes over. I'm and a I'm crier not a crier too. because like you hurt my feelings. I'm a cry because I'm a punch in the face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The only time that I really will ever cry in public is when I want to retaliate on someone and I can't. Absolutely. Or if something is like so fucking cute that it makes me cry. I but will I cry. Hate crying in public. Oh, well, if you piss me off enough, I will cry in public. Mm. No hesitation. <laughs> um, yes. But I do cry. I love to watch sad movies. I love sad books. I love just crying to myself. Mm. I love sad songs. I'll cry in my car to a sad song. Just because. Yeah. One thing about me, if I'm sad, I'm going to listen to a sad song to make mm-hmm. me even more sad. Yeah, just, just but it's good to let it out. Over the edge. It, you need to let it out. I agree. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I just am a very stifled emotional person. Oh, I, I have them in there. I have them in there. But I know when I start crying, it's, it's a wrap. You ever like, I hate when somebody like something's obviously wrong. Yeah. And then somebody asks you what's wrong. And you had to do that? I mean, yeah. You had to do that? <laughs> You know you didn't. Somebody did that to me. I remember in high school, and I will never forgive them or forget it. Somebody did that, and I was already on the verge of tears. And they asked me if I was all right. I hate that. And I started bawling in public. Of course. And I haven't done it again since. Will never. Me. No. Scorpio bitch. <laughs> anyway, some people have written in, because we're talking about 
growth, growing pains, nurturing yourself, all that. Mm -hmm. So someone said, hi, I would like to be anonymous. No problem. Your secret's safe with us. Mm. Hi, Cami girl. Love you so much. Love you back. I first started listening to the podcast only a few weeks ago, but this week I have binged almost every episode while I'm at work. So with that being said, I am definitely going through some growing pains. The last couple of years, I have released a lot of relationships that I have held close to my heart for so long. My mental health has been something that I wanted to make a priority after moving to Cali right before the pandemic. Oh, ah, got it. <laughs> and it wasn't great before. I go through a lot of back and forth with the question of if I was putting too much expectation on those relationships. Mm -hmm. I knew that my mental health needed more energy than what I was putting into holding on to the relationships. But it's a decision I constantly wonder if I should regret. So I guess what I need help with navigating at this point is what advice do you have on how I can focus on myself and being the main character in my life without constantly feeling the dread of my decision to cut those people out of my life? P.S. I should really be in therapy about this because of how chaotic my thoughts can get, which I will get into it, oh, which I won't get into it. But listening to the podcast really gives me a relationship that is get oh, Jesus Christ. I can't read. Oh, my God. Help her. <laughs> listening to the podcast really gives me a relationship that gives me a center and eases my mental load. So thank you. You are so welcome. Wow. How do you navigate cutting people off <clears throat> and realizing that you made the right decision with doing well, that? Well, I got to say, I am quick to cut people off. Yeah, me too. Me it's, too. Not a, it's not a chore. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes. it's harder for me to not cut somebody off oh no now i will say okay for me i think with certain things like certain work relationships for me to cut people off that are bringing nothing but negativity into my life and i know you don't support me i know you're not about like what i'm about at all i think why it takes me so long to cut people off in that sense is because i fear the unknown mm. i'm a control freak Virgo. So, so <laughs> when I don't know what the consequences or non-consequences are going to be for cutting this person off, I will prolong that. But in the process of prolonging it, I am melting. My brain mm. cells are like all over the place. I'm hating life. Like, like it's crazy how much somebody that you are thinking of cutting off can consume you. Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? And this is like in every aspect. It just consumes you, especially if you yeah. care about people like mm -hmm. in general. So that's the only time when I have a really difficult time cutting people off. But I've never been in a position where I didn't follow my instincts and it not benefit me mm -hmm. in the long run mm -hmm. or even in the very near future. It's just for me, the fear of the unknown that makes it hard for me. But aside from that, I'm very quick to cut people off. I'm also very loyal. Mm. The people in my life, I've been, have been in my life and I've been in theirs for years. Yeah. When you are somebody that I truly love and care about and I know you reciprocate those emotions, you will be in my life forever as long as you don't do nothing mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. But the second you do something that I find, especially if I don't really know you like that, but as a friend, the second I feel that you've done something to me that's like there's no turning back and there's no way I can forgive you for this or I don't see the pattern changing, I I have to because otherwise I'm already consumed with so much 
yeah. drama in my life and things that I have to be worrying about. I can't have somebody just like on my shoulders just bringing me down, if yes. that makes sense. But everybody yes. kind of deals with it differently. I'm just, that's just my personality. Yeah. No, I definitely have been that way with friendships. Like, I treat my birthday as like my new year. My birthday's in October, end of October. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't wait till January 1st to like For do new my Year's. new year's resolution. Okay. No, like you're getting cut off now. But I, right. as I've gotten older, the date has moved up. Like it could be whenever I yeah. just fucking decide. Because Absolutely. nobody has time for bad relationships, toxic friendships, toxic no. romantic relationships, toxic coworker relationships. Like obviously you got to get your bag. You can't just quit your job. Right, right. You know, make sure that you have what you need to right. be able to step away. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like shit, I can't even, I can count on both hands and my feet how many people I've cut off out of my life. Oh my God, girl. It, it's so freeing. But it's then I've a, yeah. also had times where it was really hard for me to do that. With work relationships, it does become a little harder for me mm-hmm. because I am so loyal and like I try to, I'm like a ride to the wheels fall off type of bitch. Yeah. But the wheels can fall off very quickly if you fuck with me. <laughs> so we could like, we could make this work. Mm-hmm. But if I feel like I'm being dicked around or if I feel like you're not really that invested as much as I am, right. I'm just going to take a step back. And I think that what this person who's writing in, what you have to understand is that like if your intuition is telling you that something's Absolutely. not right, you have to listen to it. And this is just like a part of growth. This is a part of life. Yeah. Not everybody can make it. My no. mom always says not everybody's ready for prime time. Oh, my God. Hello. It's the truth. <laughs> it's it's true. the truth. And then, like I said, as time goes on, even if you have to grieve this relationship or this friendship that you're letting go, you will see as time goes on, it's just beneficial mm-hmm. in your own way. It's different for everybody, but you'll see in the future, you'll look back and be like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It wasn't that scary to let this person go. And actually, like, I became a better person for myself not having this person in my life because I'm the same way. I expect people to treat me the way I treat them. Mm-hmm. That's why I take things too personal. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm a I'm a very loyal person. Like I said, I'm very considerate. I'm I just care about people. I really do. And I feel like it's like shouldn't that be obvious? Or yeah. Like kind of like common sense, but yeah. it's not for a it's lot of not. people. It's not. It's really not. So once I started realizing that. I'm like, okay, well, if you can disrespect me, because I I consider that disrespect. Yes. If you're not going to care about me, if you're not going to take me into consideration or whatever, or be loyal to me, you're going to disrespect me, then I don't need you in my life. Mm -hmm. I really don't. And again, we do not have time. No. No. Who has time? No, especially when you're grown. It's like we Come shouldn't on. have to explain Come on. what we should and should not be doing and I how can't. we should That's and should not be That's the same thing with dating, girl. Yes, exactly. Come on. Exactly. No, goodbye. Nobody has time. Nobody has time. Nobody has time. No. So I think you just need to stand 10 toes down with your decision because Follow I'm sure your 100%. it was for the best. And yes. I've had it too where I've b- broken up with friends. I mean, relationships, shit. Like, yeah, you're going to go through a grieving process. And even with some friendships, you will go through Absolutely. a grieving process. But once you are out of that and you breathe that first like Ooh, mm-hmm. fresh air of, oh my God, I don't have to fucking worry about this person yeah. today. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Hey, girl, I'm currently working on my master's and starting my career in accounting, but I find with constantly growing and evolving, I find myself alone and barely have any friends and I'm single. How can I find new people that respect my growing process? 
I find that people I keep around and even family don't respect or encourage growth. I'm all about breaking generational cycles and trauma, but nobody seems to understand why that's necessary. Oof. That's hard. That's hard because it might not be what you want to hear, but I do believe if you're not even your family and your friends are being supportive, I really do believe some things you just got to got to experience on your own mm. and deal with and grow with on your own. Mm. Yeah. Grow into. And so I'm not in her position. I've never been to college. I don't know what that feels like. But if I can make it kind of relatable to what I do, it's like I feel it's better to do things on your own than to settle for relationships and friendships that are just not going to do you any good. Mm, mm-hmm. And it might be painful and it might take a while for you to find people to come into your world and it finally makes sense. But i rather go through that process alone than to go through that process and still feel alone with the people in my life. Yeah. Because you, know? you can feel alone even surrounded Absolutely. by people. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's worse because on top of you feeling alone within yourself, you have all these people that are just bringing you down even more. Yeah. And so sometimes as we grow, especially, I don't is this person a woman? I believe say? so. Well, as women, mm-hmm. especially, we just kind of feel things a lot more. Mm-hmm. And it just is what it is. And I, I think it's beautiful. And mm-hmm. I think it's great. But... Because of that, we it's just like a harder process and not everybody's just going to be on board and understand you in that moment. And I don't think you should settle. I think yeah. if you have to go through it on your own, then it is what it is. Like that just is what it is. Yeah. And in time, the right people, you're going to attract the right energy, the right people to come in and be the support that you were looking for all this time. But if you're blocking that with people who don't believe in you and support you in the first place, then you're just never going to reach that. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm also not against cutting your family off. Like, I feel like (laughs) I love my family. But if my family was toxic and not supportive and there was actually a time I'm not my family's never been toxic and not supportive. But like there was a time when I had to stop telling my parents the progress that I was making in my TV hosting career Mm. because they didn't understand it. And because they didn't understand the industry and like my mom's like, okay, so you had this audition. So like, did you book it? Like, when when do you start shooting? And I'm like, I I won't know for a few months. And she's like, a few months. I got to the point where it was like, I can't keep explaining this to you (laughs) because you're not going to understand it. And that's okay. I can sort of relate. I'm going to come to you when it's done. Yeah, I'm I just rather (laughs) my parents have been my family has been very involved in my career, my whole career, pretty Mm -hmm. much very involved from the beginning but yeah i'm also the same like i'm i'm just gonna let you know when it's booked yes i'll come to you when i got the good news because there's nothing worse than them following up and you not having an answer exactly or Or it's a no or it's a no yeah and then they're like well you're the best and you should be able to be you should be on the fucking every single tv (laughs) that is my mom i like mom I love you so much. Yeah. But like, I can't have that energy. I know. I know. Because it actually makes me anxious, like super anxious. Yeah, 100%. And like self doubt. So I can't, I can't deal that. with that. So even sometimes the over support is too yeah, much. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah sometimes like, it goes back. Sometimes you just got to do things on your own. Sometimes you just have to go and through figure things. Figure it out on, on your, your own. Because everybody doesn't understand. Most no. of my friends, like my core group of friends, are not in my industry. Right. So like I could explain something to them, but that doesn't mean that they really understand right, it the right, way right. that somebody who's actually dealing with this would. Absolutely. It's not their fault, but like sometimes you do have to, I I would trust in if you're in therapy, 
trust your therapist, talk to your therapist, like mm-hmm. people, experts who can give you real advice for what you're going through. Do some listen to some master classes, listen to relationship yeah. streaming on all platforms on Friday, <laughs> like things that you can listen to that will help in some kind of way for you. It's a personal thing, you Absolutely. know, it's going to have to be personal, personal. And what's wrong with that? I yeah. think we're just like. So because we see everybody and everybody has friends and everybody's doing stuff and everybody, that being lonely is like a bad thing mm. or like being alone. I love being alone. Oh, me It's one too. of my favorite things. There's nothing better than being brawless on the couch. Oh, my God. Watching something on Netflix that is good or not, eating a snack, being able to fart in peace. In peace. <laughs> Wow, it's the you took best. the words right out of my mouth. It's the best. You don't have to look to the left, look to the right, <laughs> chime in. Nobody has to talk. We can just, you can just be by yourself. If you have a dog, you can be with your dog. Yeah. I love being single. But that's because I love to be alone. <laughs> you know, it goes hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. You know, but okay, well, maybe. But when you are ready, the right yes. person will come into your life. And you don't want to be sorry. I keep interrupting you, no, girl. Sorry. Please, this is a this is I'm not sorry. a fucking interview, okay? This is a goddamn <laughs> girl's cheap kiki yeah, chat. Yeah. The thing is, you don't want to be in a relationship when you are maybe in this stage anyway, mm, confidently lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like you want to be ready for that, mm-hmm. and maybe right now is not the time. And and that's probably even if you do get in a relationship, maybe that's not even what you need mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. It seems like something's going on where she needs to really be comfortable in her yes. in her. What is it? You know, like when you're just comfortable in your being, your own being. It sounds like you need to stream messages from her. Period. No rain, no flowers. <laughs> Else. You Can you say no? No, I knew you were gonna say that. No, I knew it. No, I was thinking about it on the way here. I was like, I'm no. gonna ask her to sing. She's gonna say no. I, absolutely not. Nope. Well, if you can't sing for us live, okay. Where can we find the new single? Where can we find the archives, which is the name of the new project? Archives and lullabies. That will, be, well, I think by the time it'll be out, it'll be mm-hmm. out. So all platforms, girl, go search it up. Nurture. I'm a little YouTube video. You go watch that. But do whatever you want. You don't got to do anything. Do what you, do what your heart tells you Buy to. Buy the fucking album <laughs> is what she's meaning to say. It's cute. It sounds <laughs> really good. Buy the fucking album. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to it. I'm so excited. Oh, well, I'm happy. And if people want to follow you, where can they find you? Well, my name is Sabrina Claudio. And that's pretty much, you can type that in anywhere you want. If you find it, you found it, girl. Follow and buy the fucking album. <laughs> I'm the translator. I'm Sabrina's new PR person. Yeah, that that part. Thank you so much Thank for coming you, and popping your podcast cherry with us. Thank you for popping it for me. We love you. Thank love you. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.